Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. Happy Monday. This is your host, Mike Russin. Let's get it. So, uh, man, I'm in a confusing place today, um, and I'll tell you why. So, we, uh, my wife and I got this, this ear cleaning thing, uh, like these drops, and then there's like a stick, and I don't know, some spray. You know, figured, you know, we use these to listen, so why not maintenance them? You know, I noticed my left ear for a while. I haven't been able to hear so well out of it. Well, it just made it worse. Just made it way, way, way worse. So if anybody has any tips for how to clean impacted ear canals, because I screwed, I can't hear out of my left ear at all. So like when I'm talking, like it's just, it just sounds very strange. So uh, yeah, so now you know, um, I can't hear out of my left ear. So if you see me today, make sure you speak into my right ear, because I literally cannot hear anything out of my left AirPod in this morning, music blasting, could barely hear it. It's actually fascinating. So that's where I'm at. Uh, that's my struggle right now, but it's Monday. I'm excited. We're starting a big week. I'm just super, super amped up, man. I'm just, I'm in a good spot today, and I hope you guys are too. I love Mondays. Let's get into it. So first thing, ooh, here we go. Want me to get your attention? Money and sex. Money and sex. So if you want to see where you are at character-wise, I think a good way to see where somebody's, like if you wanted to grade your character and the strength of your resolve, expose or give somebody a bunch of money or put them in, this, in a situation where they're tempted sexually. I think that that's a really good way to see how strong your character really is. So let me ask you a question right now. Like really think about this too. Oh, I'd give it to charity. No, you wouldn't. Like for real, listen to me. Like really think about this and spend some time thinking about it. If somebody gave you a million dollars right now, what would happen to that money? If so, excuse me, if somebody gave you a million dollars right now, what do you think would happen to that money? And again, don't just answer it quickly. Like really sit there and think and try to feel through what would happen to that money. Would some of it get donated? Would some of it get invested? Would some of it get saved? Would you pay off some debts? Or would you go to the mall and buy a bunch of designer gear? Or would you go to the club? Or would you go to the casino? Like really think about like how you would spend that money. And that's a pretty accurate gauge of where your character is. Think about it if you're in a relationship, if somebody put, you know, like, let's just think about, you know, somebody was talking about this the other day in the barber shop. You know, uh, it's called the three something. It's like, it's like, well, who are the three people you'd have sex with if there were absolutely no consequences involved whatsoever? You know, just locker room talk guy stuff. It's a barber shop, you know. And I was thinking like a picture. I don't want you to spend too much time on that exercise. But if somebody were to put those three people in a room with you and then you're married or you're, you're in a relationship, how would you respond? Would you slip up? Would you end up having sex with these people? Or would you stay loyal to the person that you're with? You know, I think that in situations where we're tempted with money and we're tempted with sex, it's a really good gauge of how strong our character is. So how strong is your character? 
just kind of go through these mental exercises today and ask yourself, how would you fare in those situations? How would you do if somebody put a million dollars in your bank account? And how would you do if somebody put somebody that you thought was very, very attractive, that you thought was very, very attractive in a room with you for a couple hours? What would happen? You know what I'm saying? Like really think about these and go through these mental exercises with yourself and then really start to analyze where are the holes in my character? Why do I feel the way? Like if you say like, man, you're right. I probably would go to the casino. I probably would go to the strip club with that money. You know, I probably would slip up and make a mistake with that person if her and I or him and I were alone. Like we, we got to figure out and dig into why that's the case. And I think it has to do with this. How much time are you spending on character development in a day? How much time are you spending in prayer? How much time are you spending in the Bible? That's to me, that's always going to be the defaults is time and prayer and time spent studying the word of God is going to strengthen your character. How do I know this? Experience. Time spent, like look at the company you keep as well. I think that's the very first place is time spent in prayer and time spent in the word of God. That's the very first place. The second place I want you to look is the company that you keep, the people that you spend your time around. If you're likely to gamble that money, chances are you spend time around gamblers. If you're likely to party that money away at the club, chances are you're spending time with people partying in the club too much. If you're likely to have sex with that person we put you in a room with, well, you're probably in a room, you're probably hanging out with people that are likely to cheat on their spouses. You know what I mean? So like, I want you to look at those two areas of your life as number one, how much time are you spending in prayer and in the word of God? And number two, what kind of company are you keeping around yourself? Because here's the thing, guys, listen to me, sleep with dogs, wake up with fleas. If you sleep with dogs, you're going to wake up with fleas. So that's the first thing I wanted to talk about with you guys today. We got three topics today. So strap in. So the first one, grade yourself. How would you handle a bunch of money? If it was given to given to you right now, and how would you grade yourself in terms of your sexual restraint and your loyalty to another person? That's a good gauge of where you're at character-wise. And a side note on the money thing, that's why so many people that win the lottery are broke three years later or in worse situations than they were before is because when you give somebody that hasn't earned money a bunch of money, they never went through the the trials, the tribulations, and built the strength necessary to handle it. So it's actually pretty fascinating, but that's a whole nother podcast. And I think I've talked about that before, but how would you handle a bunch of money given to you right now? And how would you handle yourself if you were alone in a room with somebody that you found to be very, very attractive physically with maybe a little bit of alcohol mixed in that situation? How would you handle that situation? That's a pretty good gauge of how strong your character is. Because if your character is bulletproof, you don't make mistakes with money and you don't make sexual mistakes either. Okay. So those are the first two things I wanted to, well, first topic that I wanted to cover today. The second topic is partying. The second topic is partying. Um, you know, this is coming. It's coming from somebody. Listen, guys, I counsel you guys on mistakes that I've made because I have an intimate knowledge of them and how to, the consequences and how to avoid being in these situations that I've been in. You know, partying, there's 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 a time and a place, I think. There's a time and a place for celebration. But it's like, I can't remember who said this or where the quote came from, but it's like people that are partying three or four times a week, what are you celebrating? Uh-oh, listen to me. 
People that are out there partying three to four days a week, like out drinking and getting hammered and just being ignorant on Snapchat and Instagram and, you know, shaking your butt. And yeah, it's like, what are, what are you celebrating? What are you celebrating? For real. What you don't realize is that you're destroying your life little bit by bit, because while you're out there partying and having a great time and drinking out of the bottle and just screaming songs into your Snapchat and Instagram looks like harmless fun to you, somebody else is out there in bed or they're reading or they're up early the next morning, work, probably all three, working out, praying, studying, meditating, and getting ahead. And what's going to happen is, is in the next five years, you're going to watch this person pass you up and you're going to be in the same place you are right now or worse. And you're going to blame everybody else. You're going to blame everybody else. You need to like this whole partying thing all the time. I'm just seeing it more and more. I don't know if it's because of COVID. I don't like people were locked down. Now things are opened back up. I don't know what it is, but I'm just seeing more and more people that are out there three or four times a week just getting hammered and drinking. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Like, you got to reel it in. Like, you literally have a problem. If you're going out Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, and then Sunday, you have a major, major problem. You have a problem. I'll be the first one to tell you. Well, everybody else is doing it. Everybody else has a problem, too. But if you're out partying Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, some of you even going Tuesdays and Wednesdays, dude, it's like you have a major, major problem. And you need to get it in check. Because I'm telling you right now, something bad is going to happen. A DUI, a fight. You're going to cheat. You're going to lie. You're going to steal. You're going to do something because nothing good happens with that much alcohol over that much time and that late into the night. Nothing good ever happens. I'm telling you, if you do it once, you're probably going to, you party every once in a while, you're probably safe. Like you party two or three times a week, you're increasing the chances dramatically that something major is going to happen. Like I said, it's typically DUI or a fight. And it's one, it takes one moment, takes one mistake to change your life forever. Takes one mistake to change your life forever. So some of y'all listening to this, you need to reel it in. Reel it in. Like, and I don't understand, like, and I know why you do it. Because you party all night, you sleep until 11 or 12 o'clock, you wake up, you feel like shit. Like, well, might as well just start drinking again and numb these feelings of just despair and sickness that I'm feeling. And it's it's a self-perpetuating cycle that leads down a very, very dark, dark, destitute road. You need to reel it in and reserve that if you're going to do it at all. Set goals for yourself. When I have this much money saved, I'll go get some bottle service. But my ass is going to be home in bed by midnight. When my team hits this objective, then I'm going to go out and celebrate, but I'm going to do it responsibly and I'm going to be home at this point in time. Like you got to set up parameters and, 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 and systems around yourself to prevent yourself from making a mistake that'll change the rest of your life. Like instead of just partying every single week for no good reason, why don't you do it once a quarter or once every couple months and set a really cool goal for you to hit so you can actually go out and feel good about it, feel good about it and actually celebrate something. But this mindless, senseless drunkenness is just stupid. And you look stupid. You think you look cool on social media doing this three or four times a week? Like really? 
You really think you look cool doing this this three or four times a week? You look like a sad loser. That's what you look like. You look like a sad loser. And that maybe you look cool to other losers, but to people that are winners and people that have wisdom or people that have been in your situation before, it's like, ah, I know where that person's at. I know where that person's at mentally. And it's really sad. It's really, really sad. So quit partying. Last thing I want to talk about. Quit partying all the time. I'm going to tell you to never have a good time. You know, weddings, birthdays, sure, man, go for it. But like, or set goals for yourself, but just senseless week after week, day after day, you're, you're killing yourself. You're literally, you're ruining your life. You're ruining your life and you look stupid the whole time. You look stupid the whole time. It's like, it's, it's just, it's just, I don't want to insult you anymore. Just hopefully that wakes you up a little bit. All right. Assess and adjust. Assess and adjust. Darwin said, not the, it's not the strongest species that survive, nor the most intelligent, but those most responsive to change. We do a lot of assessing and adjustment in business. I feel like any entrepreneurs listening to this, if you have any level of measurable success in your business, you've assessed performances and made adjustments, right? You've assessed yourself and your performance and made adjustment. If you're a leader, you've assessed your team's performance and made adjustments. You know, in business and entrepreneurship, we do this constantly. If you're super passionate about your fitness and your health, you know, I notice that a lot of these guys and girls that I talk to that are super passionate about their fitness and their health, they're constantly assessing their results and making adjustments. I need to tweak this diet. I need to tweak this exercise. I need to tweak my form on my deadlifts after filming and looking at it and getting some advice. And, you know, I need to tweak this. I need to adjust that. I'm, I'm constantly, you know, I love chatting with high performers. And one of the things that I realize with high performers in any industry or any facet of life is that they constantly assess and adjust. Talking to my pastor, I meet with my pastor bi-weekly. You know, he's constantly assessing and adjusting, you know, how many new members do we have? How many people are showing up for this? What what problems are we dealing with here? How can we be better in this area? How you know, it doesn't matter whether it's church, running a religious organization, running a business, or fitness, we constantly assess and adjust so that we can achieve a, de a desired outcome. Let me ask you this, and this is the point of today's discussion. How often do you do this in your relationships? How often do you do this in your relationships? Because a lot of people will go all in on business and, and, and like I said, a religious organization or, or athletics or fitness and all this. They'll, they'll assess and adjust and constantly analyze, make adjustments, you know, per, and make do performance reviews and all this. But they don't do it in their relationships. So their relationships just operate on autopilot and they fail. This was a big mistake that I made. You know, and recently what I've been doing in my relationships, both with my wife and other people in my life, is that I'm constantly assessing and adjusting relationships as well. Are you assessing and adjusting your relationships in your life? Like, are you gathering data, assessing this data, recognizing patterns, seeing negative trends and making adjustments? Or are you just letting things run on autopilot? This is why so many marriages fail. And this is why friendships fail. And this is why business partnerships fail. Is that even in business, we're constantly assessing and adjusting the outcome in business. But we're not assessing and adjusting our relationships with those that we're in business with. So you can apply this principle to your, to your, to your marriage, to your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your fiance. 
your parents, your brothers, your sisters, your best friends, and people that you're in business with. How often do you sit down and assess and adjust your relationship? This is something my pastor gave to me. Pastor Zach said, you know, my wife and I for the past, uh, I can't remember how long, seven years, he said, at once a week or once every two weeks, I can't remember what he said because we're going to do it once a week. I think once every two weeks, him and his wife, they go for a walk together. It's scheduled in. It's planned in. And he says, they both ask each other, what's really on your heart? What's been on your heart these past couple of weeks? Like real deep conversation. And then they grade their relationship on a scale of one to 10, discuss why they gave it that grade and make adjustments. Are you doing this with relationships in your life? Are you doing this with your friendships? Are you doing this in your marriage? Are you doing this with your fiance, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, people that you're seriously committed to, to, to your relationships and business, to your friends? I see so many dying dead relationships around me now and it's such a damn shame because it could have all been preventable if people just had conversations. Why do we assess our performance in every area of our life but our relationships? So I wanna encourage you this week, set up a, like any, let me tell you something. Anywhere in your life that you want to see a result, set a system around it. If you want to see results in your fitness and your health, create a system. If you want to see a result with your money, create a system. If you want to see results in your business, create systems. If you want to see results in your relationships, there have to be systems in place. The more that the things, and it sounds like cold and like system, like, oh, that sounds robotic. It's, there has to be systems. It, without systems, everything is guesswork. And if everything's just guesswork, nothing gets done because there's no quantifiable data in which that we can, you know, in which we can analyze and make adjustments with. Like there's no, you gotta set up systems in your life to address these things and make changes. Like how much time are you spending analyzing your relationships? Like so many people are just on, I, I look at so many miserable marriages and relationships and it's because the people are on autopilot. You do the same shit every day, seven days a week without any real communication. You wonder why you grow apart. You wonder why you don't, you look at this other person, you don't even know who they are anymore. Well, yeah, you guys might've been together for 10 years, but you've been separate for 10 years. You don't have a clue what's going on in that other person's head. So I want to encourage you this week is to set up systems in your life so that you can actually assess and adjust and enhance your relationships. It starts with just conversation, man. Conversations and performance reviews, just like you would do with employees or yourself and your employer. Do performance reviews with yourself and your spouse, your spouse, your significant other, whatever it may be the case, or your friend or whoever else in your life you count as, as really important and you really, really have a strong relationship with. If you want to keep that strong relationship with that person, I think communication is so critically important. So money and sex, partying, and assess and adjust. Remember, it's not the strongest or the most intelligent that survive, but those most responsive to change. That applies in everything. Business, relationships, everything. Everything. So that's what I got for today. So hopefully this was helpful for you guys. I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. Um, oh, I'll be doing a drawing today. We had 10 names. We got 10 names in the pot, people that shared it. Uh, the last episode, so I'll be drawing for 100 bucks today. So stay tuned for that. Appreciate you guys. Let's get it.